Nelson in looking for Garza backside and in for the first goal in Atlanta United history from Yamil Assad. Take a look at history. Hello, folks, and welcome to Five Strike Final and United's only highly distributed audio discussion coming to you post game. We are live from a Covington Wendy's here in the heart of Atlanta. That doesn't make any sense, but hey, that's where we're at. And like Michael Parkers eating the two for 20 by himself yet again, it's just a normal Saturday night and a normal 4-1 win for Atlanta United in this one. Easy as you like, Joe Patrick. Michael Parkers is following the Yellow Brick Road right into that Chili's tonight because oh. it is paved. It, it was a beautiful performance tonight. Um, amazing win by the team. Uh, and we're live on Saturday night. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. Sam Jones here, Joe Patrick over here. We're both from DSS, of course. Glad to have you guys with us. And like we said, five stripes rolling in this one, a 4-1 win over Vancouver. Things got started very, very quickly. Uh, the big moment, Kendall Waston elbows Leandro Gonzalez-Perez just right in the face, right in the face, y'all. And VAR, our best friend and Joe's best friend. I hate VAR. Even after all that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because it helps us sometimes, it's the principle of VAR that really, really grinds my gears. But no I'll get, cares I'll get what Joe thinks. It helped us out tonight in a big, big way. Kendall Austin goes down, uh, elbows Leandro Gonzalez in the face. We go to VAR. VAR correctly uh, gives Waston a red card and awards Atlanta United a penalty. 15th minute, Joseph Martinez steps up. Easy, easy like. Fools the keeper, sends him the wrong way, and slots the penalty right to the right-hand corner of the net. And then after that, one nothing, five stripes, playing against ten men, got a whole lot of chances, and just couldn't finish. It seemed like yeah, it was weird. Like I, I think I tweeted something at halftime. Like I was a little unsettled when we went to half because it felt like a game that should be three nothing, four nothing, but it wasn't. It was one nothing, and usually when that happens, um, bad things start to happen. And I, yeah. I, I, I kind of related it to uh, we were like the drunk person on St. Patrick's Day who doesn't go to bed early and decides <laughs> to stay out late. And that's when the bad things start to happen. Yeah, bad things start to happen. Unfortunately, fortunately for us, uh, Vancouver didn't make us pay for it. Yeah. Uh, a whole lot of missed opportunities there. We had a three-on-one at one point that we completely messed up. Uh, Tito, Joseph, Miguel all combining oh. their own separate special way to just really fuck <laughs> shit up there. It was awesome. Uh, and then Miguel. That, I, hold on. Tito was really good on that play, though. Okay. Like, that yeah. was, it was an amazing yeah. run. He, he uh, like, skipped the ball past uh, sliding defender. It was really good. But it was just, uh, yeah, the final touch was not there tonight. No, not at all. Not at all. And what happened to Miguel? What's happened to Miguel when he's five feet weird. in front of goal weird. and could score goals that me and Joe feel like we could score, even though we'd almost definitely miss. But it, it's goals that aesthetically look like we sure could. Yeah. Um, and a cross comes in for Miguel. He misses a tap in the night. Fortunately, nothing bad happens from it. Vancouver <laughs> didn't make us pay. We go to the second half, uh, 58th minute. Julian Gressel, who was phenomenal all night, uh, plays in. Back pass, which seemed to be just the theme of the game, was Julian Gressel taking the ball on the wing, cutting in, playing a back pass. And this time, it finally pays dividends. Uh, Aaron Monda of Vancouver knocks it in himself as a very Canadian goal. After, yeah, all, those, yeah, after sure. all those misses that we had, the Canadians were polite enough oh, to say, you know, you oh, deserve one. I'm not even trying to do a Canadian accent. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we scored a goal, eh? And uh, <laughs> it's 2-1. Or it's 2 nothing at that point. Uh, moments later, uh, Joseph seals the deal. Yeah, it was like, it was like two minutes later, and yeah. uh, uh, something that will get overlooked tomorrow, I'm sure, about that or about our third goal was Brad Guzan made an amazing save right before that goal. Breck mm -hmm. Shea had a counterattack, um, and he had a goal, and we from our vantage point, which is right down there, um, we I, we had a perfect angle. You could see it was going right into the corner, and Guzan just got 
few fingers on it, and then it started to break for us going the other way, and it was beautiful, beautiful play and transition for us to score that goal. Yeah, absolutely. Thought Joseph might have been offside for a second. I just timed the run really, really well, and easy finish for Joseph. Uh, that's his second goal of the night. Vancouver does pull one back, 85th minute. They just happened to break away. Andrew Carlton charged into the box, had it taken away, and a quick breakaway, quick counterattack. Vancouver finally did what we expected them to do, which was break on the counter and hit us that way. Uh, too little too late, though, from Vancouver. 3-1 at that point, and then the big moment of the night. Andrew Carlton coming in to this one, playing across into Joseph. Just a beautiful ball from uh, the, just the edge of the 18. Diagonal ball right to Joseph's head. Joseph skies for it, puts it into the right. Uh, hand part of the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it was like a kind of a different delivery than we see on those cro- on his cross than we see from a lot of the players. Like we have a lot of guys who like to fizz the ball on the ground or something. It was just a beautiful, nicely, nicely lofted ball right to the back post. Stuck it right on Joseph's forehead. That's everything we've been waiting for from Andrew. I mean, he was in for what, maybe ten minutes before he did that. And yeah. it just shows just how much of an impact this kid can have, just simply with his passing, just with his creativity. Guys, after the game, you should have seen the smile on this kid's face. Andrew it Collins was, is a press conference legend, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Good lord. He does not hold back. He tells you exactly no. how he's feeling. It's amazing. He talks to you as a journalist, like it's you are you are sitting in homeroom of your class and you've just walked in and, and like saying, What's up, man? Uh, how's it going? You know. Did I kind of copy your homework? And he's like, yeah, here's everything, everything you need to know right now. Great, dude. We love talking to Andrew. And I was really happy. To the see sad him. thing is yeah. that he's eventually going to learn not to say so much. Yeah. But so like in these moments, I'm just trying to, you know, enjoy it while mm. it lasts until until he learns how to eyes, deal with the media. Jeff. Yeah. Right yeah. Before our eyes. Yeah. It's going to be so depressing. So <laughs> depressing. But for now, we're extremely happy for Andrew. Uh, Joseph was also very happy for Andrew. Said uh, he's happy. Uh, to see him get an assist as long as he's giving assists to him. <laughs> of course, so, yeah, that, that's, that's very Joseph. Yeah. Uh, he's kidding, of course. He laughed when he said it. Yeah. Uh, but no, all in all, a quality night for the Five Stripes. And like we said, a, a boring 4-1 win. As much as uh, a 4-1 yeah. win can be boring, the vibe felt weird all night. It seemed expected, especially after the Waston red card. The crowd kind of seemed subdued just because of st patrick's day hangover already yeah if you if you're in the chat and you were at the game let us know what the vibe was like tonight yeah. because from our experience up in the press box it seemed much quieter um than dev well definitely than the last game but that was, obviously there was 30 more thirty thousand more people here mm-hmm. last game but um yeah I, I just i felt like it was people like drunk people who came and uh you know they were all riled up for the first half and then after they like got a two or three hot dogs in them two tree yeah. hot dogs they right. uh you know they just kind of snoozed yeah, yeah yeah just exactly. kind of fizzled out in the in the in the second half picked but. up a bit when carlton came in but overall kind of a quiet night uh as, like i said as quiet as it can be for what was it, just an explosive win yeah, yeah. for the five strikes well but that i mean that that brings me right to one of the, the the things we kind of learned tonight um in this segment is that it's like four goal three four goals in the stadium feels totally normal which is weird like yeah. normally you know you're pretty happy to score two threes you're entering into blowout territory you feel like you're blowing out the opposition mm-hmm. and um it feels like we do that pretty regularly here um it's the norm it's it's the best or nothing Jeff. yeah that's that's absolutely right the best or nothing best or nothing but it really has just kind of become an old, old hat for us to be up 3-1 at mercedes-benz i can't remember the last time we didn't score three that wasn't a playoff game that yeah. we don't want to talk about and even that game ton of chances oh, like that i mean that was yeah the expected goals said that both teams should have had like three goals in that game so um 
yeah, it's just crazy here. It's uh, I love watching soccer here because you know there's going to be goals. Yep. Well, except for in that one except game. For, but. <laughs> it kind of feels like we're starting to take it for granted a little bit. Right, yeah. Uh, but sure. we did take a few things away from this 4-1 win. Uh, Joe Patrick, what do we learn from this one? Let's see. Well, I can't really read the prompter. Uh, oh, yeah. So can I go into my VAR thing? Can I leave for a bit and go to the ice cream? Yeah, you want to go get some ice cream? That's fine. That's fine. So here's my thing with VAR. Yeah, it helped us tonight. Um, It basically killed the game. Uh, If it didn't at first, then it did later later in the second half. But my problem with VAR is just as a fan, I like drama. I like – that's why I watch sports. I don't really – I'm not here to see um, justice served on that pitch right there. Um, I'm here to see excitement. And when – when a, a play can get called back and you go back to review something, it just ta- it just me it to me it signals that everything that happens in a game is not really happening live because if it's if it's happening live then there's no going back but there is going back here um, in this case it helped us and um, I think then when so that's that's one aspect of it and then you get into killing the game early um, early in the game and it's like there's still interpretation of the rules here. Um, there's still going to be arguments about whether this was the right decision or not. Um, I think not really so much from a lot of the people watching now uh, and Atlanta United fans, but um, there will be dissension from Vancouver fans, from Matt Doyle. So, you know, there's always going to be issues. And uh, yeah, I just, I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan. I, I like things that happen live. I like the ref to have res- real responsibility um, in the moment and to make big decisions. They were out of ice cream. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I got a Coke, though. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm okay. You got your sugar? Are we done? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Okay, cool. We might revisit it later. Oh, yeah. gosh. All right. Well, VAR at least worked out for us tonight, uh, which is positive. And we also learned that McCann, we were kind of worried at the beginning uh, when we saw when we saw the lineup, uh, just to see McCann in there yeah. instead of Garza. Yeah. Uh, Tata said immediately post-game that McCann was in there because he was tall. He was good at being tall. We talked about this extensively this week on Dirty South Soccer, mm-hmm. the fear of of the fear of Vancouver's height. Oh, so um, and I mean, yeah, when I first saw the lineup, I thought, okay, he's injured. He's, yeah. he's definitely injured. Um, if he wasn't injured, he would definitely be on the bench. Um, yeah. I don't think he was on the bench. Was he, he was on the bench. Oh, he was. He, he okay. Make well, the I'm an idiot then. So yeah, um, Garza was on in the 18, so it was purely a tactical decision from Tata to put McCann at wing back, and he was perfectly serviceable throughout the night. He was. I mean, he didn't. Do anything to make us too mad, I don't think. I can't remember yeah, the time where yeah. no, he I ma- felt frustrated with McCann. He frustrates me a lot, and tonight, not one bit. I think, you know, left back, he's just – I think that's his best position. Um, Every time we've seen him look comfortable, he's been at left back. Yeah, and yeah. especially when he – with and the left wing back, I think you have a little more protection because uh, you've got that center back kind of behind you giving you cover. Yep. I don't think – he didn't really create a ton going forward, but there were – he had some moments. He had some moments uh, making a tackle up high or something. So, I mean, I thought he was – He's he's serviceable. He's fine. He's exactly what you want from a squad player. I mean, we could we could talk about his salary and yeah, that's not ideal, but you know, it, it is it is what it is. And you at least want players who are giving you some sort of production. And so at least right. we can get something out of them. Yeah, absolutely. That that sounds really bad, but <laughs> <laughs> we we've said much worse things about Chris McCann. Don't that worry. Is, it is. Don't worry, Chris McCann and Gressel both very, very good tonight, combining very good uh, for that thick three five two, that thick mm. with two C's. So, so thick. thick. The width Coming on that formation. The width was phenomenal all night, Gressel especially. And I think we'll talk more about him yeah. as the night goes on. Uh but we also learned that once again, we said this last week against uh DC. We kind of go to sleep 
at the end of games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially when definitely we're feeling really comfortable, and it definitely happened on the goal in the 85th minute. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to do about. It. I mean, it's not going to kill you. Um, no, but just make yeah. sure you're up enough at the end of it. So just the, keep being up four one three. The players guys. weren't day drinking, were they? I sure hope not. If they did, they're more talented than we thought. Mm. But um, yes, yeah, we fell asleep a little bit, but then we, but then we came back. (laughs) 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 That's why you're so tired. That's why I'm so tired today. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly it. Uh, But uh, you know, it was good to see them come back though, for at least after that, um, to score the goal um, after they after they conceded. It got a little hairy there. You know, it was like three one, and then I think they had another chance come uh, right right after that. The post right after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so anyway, yeah, something to work through, maybe, but but it's whatever. Some little, little worrying after trend. the game too. The the first thing they were going to work on is this as we go into an international break is fitness. He said fitness, unfortunately. Yeah, that's exactly how he phrased it. Um, so they'll get to work on that, and it shouldn't be a huge problem in the grand scheme of things. But what may be problematic is our listener questions. What? We had a few. What? Oh, problematic? Yeah, they might be problematic. Okay. They All sometimes right. are. You want to get into them? I don't them? trust any of them. Yeah. All right. Let me turn the brightness up on this a little bit. There we go. Classic H-Dad content. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, who's that? Oh, I love this guy's uh, Twitter handle, the Logan Nerd. Said, did anyone... Anyone find the number of perfect balls from Julian Gressel? That guy played out of his mind today. Has to be the Lorenowitz man of... The match, well, oh, you may, you may just be right, Logan. We'll get to that in a little bit, but yeah, he was absolutely phenomenal. And I said in the middle of the week that you know, with the back line of Vancouver being the third stage of an anamorph human to giraffe transition, um, <laughs> you know, they're they're big, tall guys. If you can make them chase, if you can get them moving backwards, make them start running, and um, you know, really have a lot of width going through things. Uh, Gressel was going to be huge playing balls in and getting them out of position. And uh, every single time it seemed like he touched the ball, he was finding someone inside the 18. Yeah, it was it was great when uh, a long diagonal pass would be played to him and he's just in that wide open space out there and he's got a, and he's got he closes in in the box and then he's got the chance to either shoot at the far post mm-hmm. or it's a kind of a cross. It can be either one. It's, it's both at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it might be going in or, you know, you can have a Joseph or a Tito sliding in on the back post to, fi- to clean it up and finish it. So, yeah, um, yeah he was great. Um, perfect role for him. Like, yeah, even absolutely. better than the right wing that he was playing last year when Tito moved up to replace Joseph when he was hurt. This is, I mean, this is ideal for, yeah. for Gressel. And he was getting back playing defense. You know, he, he had several ball, ball recoveries, too. So, it's a, it's a, he's a great two-way player. And um, I just think it's the perfect role for him. If it's a skill set, and he showed it again tonight, then, you know, he's going to be successful. We keep going this 5 through 2 and he's, we, we can trust him. He's going to create a big debate that's going to happen when Barco's ready to return. And I have my thoughts Are on this. Are you all excited for that one? <laughs> that one's going to be just a whole lot of uh, just fun, toxic uh, commentary right, for a whole right. lot of folks. It's going to be great. But, hey, um, guys, we have a $15 million player that, uh, that is yet to come into this team. Yeah, yeah already. Uh, which is a good problem to have, I guess. It's kind of amazing. Kind the tingling. Amazing the tingling. We really need to talk about that <laughs> and get you on a prescription or something. All right. We'll figure it out. Our next question comes from at William HD on Twitter. It says, Waston's set piece foul in LGP happens every week around the world and is extremely rarely called, much less bringing a red card. Could this be the dawn of a new era of cleaner play due to VAR? Yeah, I kind of went into this earlier. I mean... <sighs> I don't know, like maybe, but I don't like how the rules are kind of changing on us. Like 
what, uh, cleaner play. I don't know. I, I don't even want to get into this. It's it's too much for me right now. And I'm going to go ahead and agree, disagree with William here and say that that's definitely a foul everywhere. He'll hit him in the face. I. It's uh, a foul. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, I agree. You know, um, red card may have been much, maybe. Yeah, that, that's, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a doxo. okay. My 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 bigger issue with the call tonight was the red card. It was not okay. the it was not the penalty so much. Sure. I mean that's okay. I, I don't like it at all, but right. I can deal with giving away the penalty. But giving the red just changes the game. And yeah, yeah you might like be on a mission to clean up the game longer term, I guess, from like yeah. physical center backs. But um, I mean, we kind of I don't know. I like physical center backs. Like those, they're part of the game. They bring value to a team. The irony, the irony, the beautiful irony of this all is that we spent all week just moaning and complaining <laughs> about how tall Vancouver was. Boston yeah, yeah. elbowed someone in the face essentially just because he was like four inches taller and that's where his damn arm was. <laughs> it just came back and popped LGP. The height ended uh, up so, helping us. And then we yeah, didn't even exactly. have to go against Kai Kamara, who was one of their taller exactly. players. Um, exactly. yeah, so that, that was amazing. That left room for, for people like Felipe to do do Felipe things. Oh, yes. We may get into that we have, a little bit yeah, later. Felipe we have some talk. fun quotes from that. Uh, in the uh, post game. Oh yeah, that, well that would go into our next listener question from AUFC Flyer oh, that says, uh, "Why is Felipe such a punk?" That's a great question. I don't know what happened. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll little. tell you why. Because he kicks people. He kicks people, yes, and he, he and he fakes injury, and he's exactly the kind of player you want on your team. Yes, we would love him to death. I wanted it, us it, to sign him. Oh, like like sure. when when that tr- when there was the rumors of Felipe going to Vancouver, um, I really wished he would have come to Atlanta because. That shit frustrates the hell out of people. Sure. And it's amazing. But it, it, it may not have been well received in the locker room if Felipe had joined Atlanta United. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, a that's few good of the point. quotes from <laughs> the post game were uh, saucy, yeah. shady, yeah. Uh, Michael, that sort of ride. Michael Parkhurst, especially. Yeah. He went right in. He was <laughs> like, he was like, he's a, well, I don't want, I don't know what exactly what he said, but I don't want to say, uh, I don't know if he, he didn't call him a punk, but he's he was that kind of player. He was, yeah, he was, he was said. like, he's been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. Somehow he gets away with it. I just love the passive aggressiveness of it all. Of what was Parker's amazing to me, he didn't mention his name until we asked. Yeah, like, yeah. Who are you talking that about? That guy's that kind of player. That guy <laughs> does that all the time. And that guy, you know, tried to start a fight. Which guy? Felipe. It was Felipe. I just looked us right in the eyes and said that. <laughs> so, you know, um, may not have been well received, but, you know, he's. He is what he is, and fortunately, no one got in too much trouble trying to fight him off. Tonight. Yeah, I mean, the, I think maybe also, maybe Felipe the- Jeff Lorenowitz comes up to you and tries <laughs> to give you a helping hand, and you say no, and you turn away from him. How dare you? How dare you, Felipe? Yeah, what? What? Not give you buck, Felipe. Not give you buck. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I will. Yeah, yeah, and Felipe is punk. Ah, whatever. Moving on. All right, our next question comes. He drew from, a red card, by the way, on Carmona last year in the first game of the season. You remember, right. Do you remember that? That's absolutely right. Carmona stepped on him, <laughs> yeah. and now it's starting to see. It's a much clearer picture of why that happened. Oh, I miss Carmona. Oh God, good dude, good dude for stepping on Felipe for sure. Uh, the next question comes from IMCM45. Concussion aside, how great was Escobar tonight? And Escobar, I haven't really noticed a whole lot from him i haven't noticed a whole lot from our center backs because we've just had so much possession yeah for so much of the time yeah. um did not get an update on franco in the locker room don't quite know what's going on there i'm sure he was undergoing see, some uh, kind of concussion i did, I did put a word in with the team let's see if they have responded oh this is fun we're checking live news the team says nothing yet they're waiting they are also waiting live on the prognosis so as well there Never you go mind. 
boom. That's hey, it's journalism. The yeah, update was, was. there's no update. The update is right? there's no update. So we don't know quite about Franco yet, but when he was in, um, he did take a knock. Uh, from did Guzan just essentially punch him? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so it was like a elbow, like a flying elbow, oh right boy. to the jaw. Yeah. Awesome. So we may not see Franco for a little bit, uh, which means the Sal Zizo arrow begins. Get excited. <laughs> <laughs> Joe just clinched. I um, can see it. Um, okay. Yikes. Well, I will say about Franco Escobar, uh, it was pretty fun to watch him making overlapping runs, overlapping Gressel. Like when Gressel would pinch in Franco Escobar, the center back is is, is, oh, out, yeah. is out there bombing up and down the field, but um. No, in all seriousness, I thought, um, you know, he was pretty obviously, uh, I think we call, I called him skittish after the Houston game. Okay. And I think progressively he's gotten, he just looks more comfortable and you kind of can tell because you don't really notice him out on the field as much. Like, and that's kind of what yeah. you want from a center Absolutely. back, right? You just want him to cleaning up plays um, and to not really be calling his name that much. Because if you're calling his name, it's probably for a bad thing considering right. he's a defender. So Exactly. Everyone was steady tonight as soon as the back position. Of course, that one mistake that led to the goal. But besides that, everything rock solid at the back tonight from the five stripes. Uh, the last question comes from our very own Rob Ushery, who asks, where should the Carlton statue be put at MBS? And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, Joe, we make like a first of its kind hanging statue. We, we run some cables and run it like above the stadium and like elevate it so like when the roof opens oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) from the heavens like (laughs) and we can play appropriate music as well uh the lights can go on on carlton right there and oh my god the tables are back rotary club Rotary, the, the, Rotary Club meeting Mercedes is happening. Benz, how do we get in on the Mercedes-Benz potluck? Do we have to be like a Freemason, Illuminati? What in the world is going on with the tables Maybe, back here? Do you think this is where like Arthur Blank just like invites dinner guests over? If, I mean, it's a pretty Does sweet... Does he live here? Who knows? Is he like a teacher? Like they live at the school? Like, <laughs> yeah, Blank po- just lives possibly, here. possibly. Possibly. But yeah, that's my, that's my recommendation for the Carlton. And when at night we lift it back up and we shine spotlights on it, it's just the beacon for... Uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. If that's not logistically feasible, I say just put him right. Why would it not I, be? I say just put him right in the tunnel Joe. and just ha- and have the players like rub his head or something on their, oh, on yeah, their way nice. out. Like play, nice. play like a champion. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. I Scruffle love up it. his hair. You know, like he's your buddy. He is like, our buddy. He is. He is our buddy. Uh, he loves us. He does. We love Andrew. Yeah. We love Andrew. Another person we love. Arlo Runowitz, men of the night. These are the underappreciated players that you may not have noticed who we noticed because we are up here in the press box and we have access. And that's just the kind of insight we like to give you here on the world's only H-Dad five-stripe final. Joe, Joe Patrick of Jersey South Soccer, the one and only, who is your Lorenowitz man of the night? Trademarked. My Lorenowitz man is Leandro Gonzalez-Perez. That's because you didn't notice him, right? Sure didn't. Yeah, that's not a, much. That's exactly what we were saying about the center backs. You don't you don't want to notice him, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I thought he was great. I thought his distribution was good. I thought it was a huge improvement over his first two games, especially the first game. But you know, he's I, I feel like he's steadily been improving, which is kind of what he did last year too. He was a little skittish yes. at first, and then he started to get better and better. Um, yeah, and I just thought I thought he was really good. He's he's so good at um, taking on that responsibility of man marking like the key striker. And he's just all over, all over, you know, whoever it is. Um, I don't even know who they had up top tonight in, in place of Kakamara. But, um, and Parker's, you know, his role is kind of sweeping behind and cut, and cover for him. So yeah. uh, I just thought he did it very well today. Controlled the game um, with his passing from the back. You know, that was something we did a lot in this game, especially in the first half, was to um, utilize that extra man that we had by just, you know, keeping possession in the back. So, yeah, I thought he, I thought he was great. He was my little runaway man. All right. 
My Little Man. We talked about it a little bit before, but My Little Man. Julian Gressel. Julian Gressel was phenomenal tonight. We talked about it before, but again, just getting into these wide areas, spacing himself very well. Uh, five stripes were very, very quick to find him tonight, especially with long diagonal balls, those Hollywood balls, Steven Gerrard balls, whatever you want to call them. Uh, we found Gressel a lot tonight on the wing. He was able to cut in, make a whole lot of really solid passes and really cause a whole lot of problems. And he's also Lerone's man because I totally called that. I totally called that in the beginning <laughs> of the week. Uh, you guys should follow me at J underscore Sam Jones on Twitter for that kind of insight. And LeVar Burton memes as well. Um, but yeah, Julian, They're phenomenal the tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You want to go on to our quote of the night? Yeah, we had a whole lot of good quotes tonight. There were so many good quotes, guys. Like So many. People were so happy. The players were so happy after the game. I think they were just we kind can, of speaking their mind. Do you want to kind of run through some of the, the more yeah, let's, ones? Yeah, let's just go I, through. I we had a few tonight that we can kind of just yeah, discuss. Yeah, yeah, for we'll sure. Out. We'll end with our, our quote right. of the night. Right. Uh, but one of my favorites, I, I asked... Uh, Joseph Martinez, we were talking about Joseph being frustrated as the night kind of goes along. And I kind of asked him, what's what's your inner monologue night like when these things happen, when you aren't scoring goals? And the first thing you said was, am I allowed to say it here? <laughs> um, and of course, you know, uh, yeah, classic Joseph. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I just went on to say that. Uh, no, Justin was like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just went on to say that he gets frustrated. And uh, it's just this kind of thing that he – Lives to score goals, essentially. And uh, his mom feels sad when he doesn't score goals, is also what he said. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's good to see that kind of passion from Joseph as always, but it was kind of interesting to kind of get some insight into what he, he's thinking. And it's really just, it's anger, it's frustration all coming into one thing. He, he lives to do one thing, it's, it's score goals. And that showed up. And it shows up in the stat we found tonight. Uh, Joseph Martinez, of course, with a hat trick. It's his fourth hat trick in his career in MLS. That only comes, that comes in, 23 games. That's like it's a, less it's a, than one in every six games. 23 games. So that's incredible. There are 34 that's games unheard of. season. We, should, there, we, we might have to do some stat digging this week to find out kind of where this where this stat lays in the in the history, the annals of MLS, because that is that is crazy good. Absolutely. It's got to be some sort of record. Absolutely. I put the over-under for Joseph this season at 23 goals, and I picked the over uh, pretty pretty easily yeah. in, in my head, even though I put the over-under on it. But still, <laughs> uh, more than 23 seems very, very possible for Joseph Golden Boots. Seems very, very possible. He's in the lead right now already with four. Well, who's going to slow him down? Yeah, and I going back to his quotes tonight, I just I thought it was great because I really want people to understand um, his mindset. I know a lot of people get frustrated with him, um, with his kind of – basically his demeanor on the pitch, especially when he's not doing well. Um he just really wants to score goals, and he talked about that being his job, you know, and he said anyone who's – well, he didn't say anyone, but you kind of get the point where if you and your work are not doing well, you're not happy. You're not happy about it unless you hate your job. Um, right. But he sees it as a pa- – he said, I see scoring goals as a passion, and it's my job. And if I'm not doing my job, I'm not happy. And Parker said it too. Parker was talking about um, – he was asked about Joseph's goal-scoring goal exploits, and he said – yeah, he's crazy. In training, he's like going full bore all the time. And if he's not scoring, he's raging mad. Even in like the mini games, he said, like yeah. when everyone's just like messing around and playing like two on five. If Joseph isn't scoring, Joseph's angry. He's not at training to just kick a ball around and kind of have fun uh, exactly. with, with his friends. He's there to he's like he's at training to score goals when he's when he's driving in. He's like, I'm okay. scoring some goals in training. Today. It's like it's like one of those robots whose only purpose is to pass butter. And, like, if they're not doing that, they're upset and they get, like, really existential and start violating all sorts of laws. Uh, but Joseph, uh, his one purpose is to score goals and he's not doing it. He's real upset. 
is real upset and does not pass the Turing test. Yeah. Um, so what else happened in the locker room? Anything? Any um, uh, the Felipe stuff? We kind of already covered that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leandro. Leandro Gonzalez Perez looked well, adorable did, coming out of the com, well, coming out of the shower. He was just, out of the he, shower had his, was he had his towel, he had his towel wrapped around. In the first time with the media, we caught a whole lot of Leandro, <laughs> a whole lot of Leandro. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, like that's like how I that's how I would come out of the shower. Like when I was a kid, you know, you're like yeah. fr- you're like frigid cold when you step mm-hmm. out. So you wrap the towel around your shoulders. That's that's exactly how he was talking to the media. He was just bundled up. It was really funny. I see you, Max Shirley, on the chat. All right. Uh, but yeah, Leandro uh, was always good. It's always good to see him speak in English too. We've talked a bit about that and how he's kind of been able to learn English since he's been here um, and did a good job kind of explaining the the Waston thing, the Waston uh, elbow yeah. to his face. It got him right in the jaw. Um, and yeah. He's okay though. That's it's all good. That's good news. All good. All good. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Which well, what was our, our, our ultimate quote of the night? Our ultimate quote of the night comes from the one and only Andrew Carlton, who we are hanging a statue of in the middle of Mercedes-Benz Stadium right behind us. His quote. Well, this quote actually comes from... It's like, a, he, yeah, yes. he's, he's relating the quote. <laughs> he's, he's relaying it to us uh, from the one and only Chris Gosselin, uh, the best bromance on the team, in my opinion, now that, that Branton is done, that Brandon Vasquez and Anton Walks aren't together anymore. Uh, but Chris Gosselin comes up to Andrew Carlton after the game and says simply, You say it. I'm pausing. <laughs> okay. Bro, I see you get that dime. And that's it. Damn. That's it. That's our whole quote of the night. That's, that's all Chris Gosselin had to say to Andrew Carlton. And it's just enough. Oh, our our thing of the night, by the way, Andrew Carlton and his Gucci clutch that he had <laughs> yes. in his locker. It's amazing. Andrew Carlton is every bit of everything you would expect from a 17-year-old with yeah. way too much money. It's perfect. He's, he's exactly the person you the person you see running around on the pitch like, he expresses himself so well on the field. That's how you know because he's exactly the same way in, in the locker room. Like when, like when you talk to him, it's just it's a treat. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. All right, that's going to wrap it us wrap it up for us here at Five Stripe Final live from Mercedes Benz Stadium. I'm Jay Sam Jones. That's Joe Patrick over there. Shout out Ryan Catney. Shout out Jason Isbell. Shout out Jed. Shout out Don Glover. Shout out Kendrick. Shout out Dan Harmon. Shout out Ben Jones. And shout out to the one and only Lavar Burton. Lavar. I know you're listening. Shout out Jorge Feeler. A big shout out to Justin Belhuis for getting his ass on TV tonight. Yeah, that was amazing. That was awesome. Uh, shout out Chris Ramondi and shout out Payson Schwinn. Rest oh, in peace. We miss Payson I miss you tonight. Yeah, absolutely, Payson. we miss Payson. Uh, congrats to Justin, by the way, for getting on Fox Sports South. He's the translator for the team. If you don't know that. That's uh, Justin. yeah. If you ever hear us say, say, talking about Justin, you know his face. Yeah. So he helps us out there. He uh, talked to Jillian today on TV and did a good job. Good yeah. nice job. Uh, yeah, everyone did a nice job. Nice job, everyone. Nice job, you. Nice job, listener. Nice job, Atlanta United. That's going to wrap it up here for Five Stripe Final once again. Five Stripes winners tonight, 4-1. Have a good night, folks. We'll see you later. Bye. See ya. Bye.